0: Welcome to our C3 Grow podcast. Wherever you are today, we hope that this message encourages you. We'd love to see you in person at one of our three locations, Howick, Ormiston, and Suva. Visit c3grow.org for details. I'm excited to to bring the Word of God to you this morning as we continue our sermon series, Wisdom from Above. Now, in this series, uh, we're looking at the book of James, And we are considering what it is to live wisely, that is to live well and to live right with both God and man. Uh, So turn with me to James chapter 1. This is now week 6 in this series. Uh, Today we're going to finish the first chapter of James. Uh, Our text today is James chapter 1 verses 22 through to 27. Uh, what we're going to do this morning is we're going to start reading from verse 21 for the sake of context. We're going to read through to verse 25. Uh, that's the text that I really want to spend uh, most of my time on this morning, verses 22 through to 25. We'll read verses 26 and 27 just to conclude at the end. I probably won't say that much about them. We'll come back to some of those themes uh, later in the series. But let's read together James chapter 1, verses 21 Through to 25. Quick prayer before we do. Father, as we come to your word, speak to us. Help me to serve my friends well. Give us eyes to see. Give us ears to hear. Give us hearts to receive your word. We ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Let's look to the word. Therefore, put away all filthiness. And goes away and at once forgets what he was like. But the one who looks into the perfect law, the law of liberty, and perseveres, being no hearer who forgets, but a doer who acts, he will be blessed in his doing. The word of the Lord. Now, last week we saw James uh, talk about a, a certain kind of person a person who does not listen. They are really quick to speak, but they are slow to listen. And that's true of the way that they operate in their uh, relationships with other people. We all know somebody like that. And if we don't, we might be that somebody. But it's also true of the way that they relate to God and they relate to His Word. They're not great listeners. So instead, James says, Let every person be quick to hear and receive with meekness the implanted word which is able to save your souls. A characteristic of the wise is that they listen, they listen to others and they especially listen to God and listen to his word. So that's what we saw last week. Today, James is going to sharpen his aim and take a shot at a certain kind of listener. So this person listens, yes, but then that's as far as it goes with them. They listen to the word, but then having heard it, they don't then follow through and do what they ought to do. Having heard, they can't plead ignorance. Rather, what they do is they engage in an act of self-deception. They have told themselves that hearing the word is enough and doing the word is unrequired. So James says, while hearing is important and it's a characteristic of the wise, it is crucially important that it doesn't stop there. Now, uh, this is confrontational. I recognize that there's a part of me that feels spiritually energized by listening to great proclamations of the truth, but not sufficiently energized, it seems, to take the next step and then carefully and ruthlessly apply it to my life. So, for example, uh, I can hear from James, uh, therefore put away all filthiness and rampant wickedness, and I can say amen, and then I can head into the cafe and I can talk to one of you and I can say, wasn't it great when James said that we are to put away all filthiness and rampant wickedness, and we all agree, and that's well and good, but it, it mustn't stop there. It mustn't stop there. I need to front up tomorrow morning with God and say, Holy Spirit, let's deal with the filthiness and the rampant wickedness in my life. Because if the supreme fruit of all of this and all of my listening is church cafe chatter, then I'm self-deceived. And I'm definitely self-deceived, if I think that I'm listening to the Word and receiving it in a way that is going to save my soul. I talked about this dynamic last week. Maybe Lindsay did here as well. It is entirely possible, entirely possible, to sit under the sound of the very best preaching Sunday by Sunday and never really grow. And you might say the problem's the message. Well, is the problem the message? Not necessarily. Works for some. Why doesn't it work for you? Some grow. Why don't you? In that case, the problem probably isn't the seed. The problem is probably the soil. And one possible problem with the soil, and I admit This is one possible problem of a few possible problems. But one possible problem is that you're listening, but then that's as far as it goes. So James says, Receive with meekness the implanted word which is able to save your souls, but be doers of the word and not hearers only, deceiving yourselves. Yes, hear the word. Yes, talk about it in the church cafe or in the car ride home or whatever, but then go further. Take the next step and carefully, ruthlessly, apply what God has said to your life with the Spirit's help. And I can tell you there's nothing that He would like to help you with more than being a doer of the Word. Now, the folly of the person who fails to do this is depicted by James in verses 23 and 24. Let's look at that. He says, For if anyone is a hearer of the word and not a doer, he is like a man who looks intently at his natural face in the mirror, and he looks at himself, and he goes away, and at once forgets what he was like. So this is a person who hears God's holy word and then goes away and at once forgets it that is they just go out and they live their lives as if they hadn't heard God's word at all now there's a there's a couple of possible reasons for this i think perhaps this person wasn't listening properly they weren't receiving the word with the meekness or the humility of verse 21 and so they weren't listening as they ought to have been listening at all. They may have been hearing the word. The word was traveling into their ears, uh, but it wasn't getting past their ears and into their heads. Or maybe it wasn't getting past their heads and into their souls. And we can listen to the word in all kinds of self-deceiving, self-deflecting ways, can't we? We are masters at self-deception. We are masters at self-deflection. For example, we can hear the word and we just rush to apply it uh, to other people's lives instead of our own. Oh, you know who really needs to put away all that rampant filthiness and wickedness? So-and-so. Right? We do that. Very quick to do that. Now, if you're a, if you're a preacher, you can, you can hear the word, and you can start writing messages to preach on the Word without ever letting it correct you or confront you. We're, we're very, very good at finding ways to not listen to God properly. Master's at it. The other possibility is that we hear well enough, but then we make a, a, a willful, conscious decision to disobey the Word. We're pretty good at that too. People who hear the word of God regularly enough, know what the Bible clearly commands of them and prescribes to them, but just reject it because at the end of the day, they want their sin more than his righteousness. We can play all sorts of games, but that's what it comes down to. Now, James calls the person who sits under the word but then rejects it in order to keep going back to their sin like a dog returns to vomit. James calls such a person double-minded, unstable in all of their ways, and he says that such a person must not suppose that they will receive anything from the Lord. God has provided them with the seed. And they say, well, I don't care what the seed says. I'm not going to do X, and I'm still going to do Y. And they think that God is obligated to bless them on account of their partial obedience. Now, in either way, and in any case, the absurdity of this is characterized by this man. Here in verses 23 and 24, it is deliberately absurd. It's deliberately absurd. James is pointing to the absurdity of receiving the word of God and either not caring enough to pay attention to it or being so prideful that you opt to ignore it. He says, For if anyone is a hearer of the word and not a doer, he's like a man who looks intently at his natural face in a mirror. He looks at himself and he goes away, and at once he forgets what he was like. How do you do that? Seriously, I'd like to know. I'm sick of seeing my natural face in the mirror. Well, you do it either with an absurd measure of self-deceptive ignorance or an absurd measure of self-deceptive pride. But either way, what would you say to a person? who looks intently at his natural face in the mirror and then at once forgets what he looks like. You'd say, go see a doctor. Go see a doctor. And James is that doctor. And here's what he's saying. He's saying, you've got the right medication. You've got the right medication. And that's great. But it won't do you any good unless you take it. You can't just swirl it around in your mouth and then spit it out when you get outside of this place. You've got to actually swallow it. You have to absorb it. Otherwise, it's just not going to do you any good. Now, James doesn't just portray the one who's doing it wrong. He also as a positive contrast, presents us with a portrayal of the one who's doing it right. Verse 25. The one who looks into the perfect law, the law of liberty, and perseveres, being no hearer who forgets, but a doer who acts, he will be blessed in his doing. So this person, rather than suffering the ill effects of self-deception, Instead, enjoys the fruit of obedience. He will be blessed in his doing. Now, I'm going to assume that every one of us would rather be the person described in verse 25 than be the person described in verse 23 and 24, right? We all want to be blessed. We should want to be blessed. And it seems to me that the most obvious thing to say about what makes all of the difference is the way that the hearer responds to the word. So let's just spend a few moments looking at how this person in verse 25 responds to the word. Firstly, they look intently, intently, Now, in the ESV, which I tend to use, we don't see that word used to describe the way that the man in verse 25 looks into the word. We do see it used to describe the way that the man in verse 23 and 24 looks at himself in the mirror. But we don't see the word intently come through in verse 25. However, it does in other translations. So verse 25, James 1, verse 25 in the NIV. Whoever looks intently into the perfect law that gives freedom and continues in it, not forgetting what they have heard, but doing it, they will be blessed in what they do. In the NASB, another great translation. But the one who looks intently at the perfect law, the law of liberty, and abides by it, not having become a forgetful hearer, but an effectual doer, this man will be blessed in what he does. So I think it's right to say that one characteristic of the person who responds rightly to the Word of God is that they look at it intently. They have a certain intention in looking in the Word and in hearing the Word, and it's the right intention. They're not just interested in being interested. They're not just interested in being uh, stimulated or entertained. Now, perhaps I've labored this point this morning, it's probably the main point to be made from this text. And it's also a point that I think needs to be labored because this kind of right intention requires of us a certain kind of listening. The word calls for a kind of listening that is keen and attentive. Keen and attentive. When we come uh, to church and we hear the word of God preached, we sit forward, we're keen, and we're attentive. It's not sort of just mild and uh, half-focused, daydreaming, right? We do our very best to be keen and attentive. Now, the word, here's, a, here's another um, aspect of this um, this kind of intent listening. The word calls for us to approach it as an authority. We listen to the word like we listen to a superior. So some of you, like when you get uh, emails, you just scan some of them with a certain degree of carelessness, right? Uh, Your eyes just sort of uh, dance around looking for keywords or anything that might be of interest or relevance to you. There's no sense of urgency to do what they say you should do. Some of them you you just don't even bother reading. Like right now, I have 6,000 unread emails on my account. Some of you looked up at me shocked right then. Who, some of, That triggers some of you. Who, who's triggered by that? 6,000 unread emails right now. And it's not because I'm cluttered. It's not because I'm disorganised it's because I take one look at them and I know that I don't even need to open them to know that I don't need to read them, right? Emails are like that. But then when you get an email from somebody who's an authority, like your boss, right? You treat it differently than you do spam, right? You open it, you read it carefully, think about it, you respond to it in a way that you need to, you ask clarifying questions to make sure you understand it. It's worth asking at this point, are you receiving the word of God like it's spam, like it's junk mail, right? Or are you receiving the word like a letter from a superior? So, The first way that we see the word described in verse 25, uh, the way that the person described in verse 25 responds to the word, they look intently. Here's the next way. Regularly. Regularly. See this in verse 25? The one who looks into the perfect law, the law of liberty, and perseveres. The man receives the word of God as an authority, looks into it intently, but then crucially, he perseveres. He doesn't just turn up on Sunday. He then fronts up the next day and the next day and the next day for him. He receives the word as a life-giving habit. Psalm 1, verse 1 through to 3. Blessed is the man. And it's no secret as to how we can be. Here's the thing about the James one twenty-five person. They store up the word in their soul. They don't just do enough for the day. Many of us don't even do that. But some of you are treating the word like it's manna from heaven that expires by the end of the day. If you feel hungry, you eat. If not, you don't. The James one twenty five person builds up a supply in the Word through regularly looking into and delighting on the Word of God, meditating on it day and night. Now, here's something I've found. So often I'll read something in the Word, and at the end of it I think, What was the point of that? What did I receive from that? How does that speak into my circumstances? I've got no idea. I've had plenty of days like that. And then sometimes months down the track, I'll come up against something and I'm looking to God and he'll bring back that thing that I read in God's word that I thought was of no interest or relevance to me Now, all of a sudden, it is. But if I don't build up a store of God's word, I might find myself completely unprepared to face the trials of the day. We all say, don't we, we want to be spirit-led in our life. Oh, we want to be spirit-led in our life. Well, he wrote a book, you know. (laughs) He wrote a book. And he'll speak to you through this. So, what does it mean? What does it mean that we uh, delight in the law? We meditate on it day and night. We look to it regularly. What does it mean? It means that God's word is never far from our mind. It means that God's word is never far from our conversation. It means that God's word is not just relegated to one day out of seven. But rather, it pervades our life and it brings with it blessing when it does. So, the person described in verse 25 responds to the word intently. The person described in verse 25 does so regularly. And finally, And I've laboured this point a little too, but I'm sure you'll recognise the text does as well. They respond to the word obediently. Not only intently, but regularly. And not only regularly, but obediently. They are not a hearer that forgets, but a doer who acts. And in doing so, they are blessed in their doing. But be doers of the word and not hearers only, deceiving yourselves. For if anyone is a hearer of the word and not a doer, he's like a man who looks intently at his natural face in a mirror. He looks at himself and he goes away and at once forgets what he was like. But the one who looks into the perfect law, the law of liberty, and perseveres, being no hearer who forgets but a doer who acts he will be blessed in his doing let that be you it can be you this can be you there is no reason why this cannot be you be blessed through intently regularly and obediently engaging with the word Father, we recognize that by nature we are like this person described in verses 23 and 24. But with your Spirit's help, we want to be like the person described in verse 25 Help us, God May we have the right amount of effort and may that be met with the right amount of the Spirit's help and power so that we can respond to the word in a way that will bring with it great blessing, good fruit, and bring you glory. Thanks for listening. We hope this message has blessed you. For more information about our church, you can find us online at c3grow.org.